Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Were Born for this podcast with Father John Ricardo. That's me. I'm Father John. I'm the executive director at Acts 29, where we talk about anything and everything having to do with transformation in the church. I am on location <laughs> with uh, dear sister Mary. How are you? I'm great. It's great to be here. We literally just got off the plane. We are in Denver. And it is interesting as we were landing, you and I both said, it feels like we're coming home. Yeah, we, we have we're such an affection and affinity for Archbishop Aquila and for uh, our dear brother who's going to yeah. join us again, Tim Glunkowski. How you doing? Good. Good to be here. Good it to it see is you, home. Tim. Yeah, you're always oh, welcome here. Thank so, you so much. We feel it. Real cute story before uh, Mary gives us the, the, uh, the topic today. So we did a podcast with you back in, I think it was early November. Yeah, right around there, yeah. And uh, you were giving us a little bit of a... A feel for what the Spirit's been doing here in the Archdiocese, and uh, we want to actually touch base with you on that today and just share with our listeners uh, the fruit of the prayer and continue to ask their prayer for what's going on. But afterwards, we got a, an email from one of our mm-hmm. uh, one of our sisters who listens to us, and she says, it was so great to hear Father Tim. Can you help me find his homilies? So... You've been holding out on us, man. I, I had no idea. Yeah, well, I'm just going to have to start posting weekly homilies. Are I you guess, a Episcopalian? You know, you, not, you have kids. My wife and my three kids, yeah, might not necessarily, you know, well, trend with that all the way, but I'm happy to, you know, make So make maybe it's a universal okay. priesthood, right? Yeah. That's it, the common okay. priesthood of all okay. the baptized. All right, yeah, I love yeah, that. Totally, yeah. All right. So, Mary, what is our uh, podcast topic? So our topic today is the power of the gospel in Denver and beyond. Oh, great. I can't wait to hear that? this. Well, here, we're going to hear a little bit about what, uh, what's been going on here the last couple of months and then uh, talk about what's still going on. Uh, and then maybe in a particular way, tee this up at the end with uh, kind of an exhortation, encouragement for our brothers, uh, brother priests, especially as we start thinking about Lent, which hard to believe is around the corner, not that long there. away. And uh, since we're doing Exodus and Fiat 90... It actually already began, so <laughs> we're going to get to Ash Wednesday, and we're going to be halfway home, so uh, we're warming up the bus for everybody. Let's pray, shall we? In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Our Father, we just want to thank you for uh, the great work that you are inspiring in the church across the country, and especially here in the Archdiocese of Denver. But we thank you for what's been going on here for decades in a very special way what's been going on ever since the visit of St. John Paul the Great. The countless vocations that have been stirred, whether it's to marriage or the diaconate or priesthood or religious life. Thank you for the many apostolates that are here. For the, the way in which this community has impacted the church, not just here but across the country and indeed in the world. Lord, we thank you for our, our good brother Tim. We ask your blessing and anointing on him, the work that he and all the strategic leadership team and all the good folks in this archdiocese are doing. We just ask that you'd bless and anoint our conversation right now, that it would be edifying and encouraging to all those who are listening and inspire them to think about how it is that they can also respond to the promptings of your spirit so that your desire can be accomplished and you can get your world back. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. So again, we were here with you um, in November, and we were uh, teeing up a uh, conversation about what's been going on here. You're part of the, the strategic leadership team. That's right. Bishop, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Which is how big? There's seven of us total. And so you're really embarking under the Archbishop's leadership 
a plan right now. Just just give us a sense of, again, remind us, like, what's going on here? Give us a feel for, for what the Spirit's doing in the Archdiocese of Denver and, and the really, like, maybe a couple of things that you're just really encouraged by. Yeah, I think, um, you know, recognizing the apostolic moment in which we live, you know, that we're in this change of ages from a Christendom to an apostolic context, uh, recognizing that we need to respond by going on mission in a, you know, an even bigger, bolder, you know, uh, greater way, but in a way that's spirit-led. So really, I think what I'm most excited about from our process is just recognizing, you know, this is a process that's had different movements in Archbishop's prayer and heart for a series of years, and then kind of in a heightened way in some of our work with, with you all for the last 18 months or so. But um, really this focus on, like, mindset, you know, how do we see differently first and like kind of you know mobilizing through all of us just collectively as an archdiocese like seeing clearly you know first that biblical worldview piece of like what is the mission of the church perennially but then also in this unique moment like how are we being called to deploy on that and following god in that plan instead of just getting out ahead of him and over our skis we like to say out here uh it's just been powerful to watch uh, in many ways so that's kind of the work right now in many ways and and, and we're here right now because you guys are doing a synod-like event right so the uh, or the uh, the vatican's called for how's this for a mouthful a synod on synodality right yeah only the church can come up with names like this really quick everybody completely and immediately understands what that means so we don't need to explain that but um (laughs) So you guys have been preparing for a, a big listening session, right? A whole bunch of folks gathering in March. That's yep. when it's going to conclude. Is that right? Right, the end of March, yeah. So give us just a feel for that process. Yeah, so we saw the opportunity. I think we talked a little bit like last time. Like initially it's like, you know, what do you what do you do with this invitation from the Vatican? And, you know, how do you kind of handle that and process that in light of kind of our, our broader strategic vision that we've already been moving on? Yeah. You know, is it a distraction? from? And we just really saw it as a chance to engage you know, more broadly, kind of the, the the wider Archdiocese of Denver in collectively asking that question. It's been kind of remarkable already as we've been slowly building different groups, you know, with these like discernment sessions and asking those questions about the mission of the church, parish, and disciple. Like watching people, the way people become convicted about and con- con- um, kind of like connected to um, the mission and the call of the moment when they're being asked to say, all right, God, you're going to speak into this and how we're going to do it here. Mm-hmm. And you're going to speak potentially even to me, right, clearly about where you're calling me as a disciple, but also, you know, our church in general. Like the way watching people become mobilized around that idea through this experience has already been kind of, again, all, all like we're going to talk about, they're kind of surprising yeah. uh, and humbling, but also, um, yeah, kind of neat to watch. Beautiful. And I know we talked uh, last time, and you guys were just about, because we were preparing for the season of Advent, we talked a little bit about um, how the, the whole archdiocese was basically going to go on retreat for the season of Advent. So just remind us quickly, like, what you guys did here, and then we just want to hear the fruit. Yeah, I think misalignment sometimes in mission or some of the questions about, you know, orthodoxy or whatever can sometimes come from, like, or be originating in almost a lack of clarity about, like, what we've been asked to do as a church. You know, mm-hmm. like, what is the mission of the church? And it flows from the mission of Jesus, right? So this idea of embarking on listening or, you know, discerning what God's calling us to without a clear understanding of the why. I love to use the analogy sometimes of, you know, my my daughter loves the, the Little Mermaid movie and, you know, at the beginning of the movie, she's using the fork like the comb or whatever. Right? I have she, one of those. It, uh, well, there's <laughs> I a don't tell more that often. But yeah, I, I can't remember the, but it's Big like fork. A, yeah. But it's, you know, it's like, if we don't know what it's for, then we can't. So, um, so yeah, it's so like, let's get clear first. And the way we kind of felt convicted about, and I think, you know, discerned about doing that was, um, all the priests of the Archdiocese of Denver through the four weeks of Advent, kind of with some preparation on Christ the King and then culminating in you know, kind of a summary on Christmas, really preaching a four-part 
um, gospel to get clear on the on the mission of Jesus, why he came in the first place, and it was powerful. So you you literally did right, like at least the, the idea was no matter where you went on any given Sunday, you heard a the similar theme, right? Like the whole church went on retreat. Yeah, and we use those four words that we love, you know, from rescue of created, captured, rescued, and response for those yeah. four weeks. But yeah, so if you were second Sunday of Advent, every parish in the Archdiocese of Denver, just about, was you know you would hear captured. That was kind of the idea. Yeah, beautiful. And we, and we got feedback, right? We got some emails from folks. We had letters that were sent to us from different handouts that people had made in their parishes, you know, things that were put together by the pastors and the, the leadership teams, right? And even some of our friends locally back home in Michigan had been out here in Denver at that time and happened to be in the pews of the parish and heard this preached. That's right. And reached out to us. I mean, it had to have been the largest retreat in all of diocesan history, yeah. right? Because we talk about thematic preaching. We would often do thematic preaching. You guys would do thematic preaching at the at the parish. But to everyone sitting in the pews and yeah. the entire archdiocese to hear the same message, to get the family all on the same page, that's huge. Yeah. That's a great beginning. That That's like a reset. And there was a little bit of, uh, you know, cynicism and resistance sure. or whatever, like everywhere, right? So, I mean, you know, like, why are we doing this? All that kind of stuff. Why aren't we just only preaching the readings? So share some of the fruit. Like, what what have you heard in your role, and what's been the buzz, if any, in the uh, in the archdiocese as to what it was like to kind of go on retreat altogether in Advent? No, I mean, first, thank you to everyone who was praying. I know people were praying, you know, yes. um, from the the podcast, and um, we, we felt the grace. It's almost like. Um, you know, sometimes when something kind of like really big happens, you feel kind of more like humbled and quiet in the face of it than necessarily like triumphalist or something. Yeah. I think that's kind of like we just watched God do something really big. And, it, and it's kind of like just, you know, um, striking. Uh, it, I've heard something like, you know, different you know, people and they're talking about trying to get stuff done. And sometimes you almost need to do something to like shock the system. You know, mm-hmm. like there needs to be something to kind of like shake things up. It's so hard sometimes to cascade a message from a pastoral center to, you know, the, the, the people in the pews. Oh, like how do you absolutely. get all the way out to... Um, and, and what it really did was it really like the amount of people I was hearing from, you know, about was, I mean, Archbishop, even when he was out, you know, one time and came up, there's these young adults and they were all, oh, it's like five different parishes. And they're like, you know, Archbishop, we love this, you know, um, Archdiocese retreat and the feedback from the priests who were like the way they were engaging in and their reflections back. We have this monthly gathering with the Dean's Board and Presbyteral Council, just like feedback on this kind of move to greater mission. How's it going? What are you hearing? You know, all that stuff, like feed, you know, kind of a feedback loop. Um, even they're wrestling with it, where it was like, we're doing this and it's having remarkable impact, but the stories we're hearing are kind of incredible of conversion. But then also like, people are challenged by this. There's also this really like, it's it's the classic, I mean, you talked about this, like the why have I never heard this before thing. Right. So so priests and laity, I felt like to have such a like, I, it, it, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm also a little bit speechless. Um, it's so encouraging too to hear this because you know, you often say that the, that the gospel is power. It's not the herald that yeah. has power, but it's the power of the gospel. The gospel has power. That's right. The and message so itself. the message itself overwhelms people and touches them. And so just to hear this in all these different parishes. Um, so it tees up, experience. right, what we're going to do next, which is these listening sessions. So like, I love the way you guys have done this. So we want to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church in Denver. Or translate this to any given parish at any place in the country, right? We want to hear what the Spirit's saying to us about mission. It's probably worth, before we ask that question, like what are you saying to us, reminding ourselves in many cases for some people it's maybe learning for the first time like as you put it and as we often say well the the only way i can understand our mission is to first understand jesus's mission and now that hopefully more people have been overwhelmed moved to surrender and are mobilized for mission now we're teed up to hear what the spirit's saying to us about what is that mission right 
on a, on a big level in the archdiocese on, a, on any given level in a parish. Yeah, that's definitely how we're. That's definitely kind of how we feel and how we're hoping, and we're seeing it. We're you know like it's really been borne out. You know, I think maybe in a particular way, like um, even especially in the priests, we just had our gathering then to come about those discernment sessions. You know, with that same with that same group and the way they were even connecting to that process because it had kind of been preceded by this. I mean, my parents were, were in town. We're saying like I've never seen anything like this, and I think what, what was kind of so convicting about it is yeah, beginning this process of, of listening, but like first with kind of clarity around the mission of Jesus and stuff. Like it's so hard to get people to come on things and to do things in the parish, right? And there's all this like this was on the one hand a big thing that was done, and on the other hand it was like so doable. It was yeah. so achievable because they're you're preaching a homily every Sunday anyway. Nope. You know, like it's a captive audience. Right. Everyone's going to be there. Yeah, you didn't have to like do registration forms right. and meals yeah. and figure out. It wasn't a program, month. right? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't a program. And now we are now. Like these listening sessions, like I think there was more skepticism around that. I think people are. They're worried about the direction of this process and where's it all going to go. And in terms of the, and we've been really clear. Like, no, we're just listening about like how is God calling us? We know what the mission is now. We know what Jesus came here to do. We know what people need from him, right? Us personally, but then in the world. And now we're just going to listen about that. And I think it's even helped to like dispel at least, at least a little bit. We can never get rid of all the cynicism or skepticism, right? But some of it to say like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I buy this a little bit more because mm-hmm. we, we know you're not taking it in some weird direction. Yeah, and I can't stress enough too. Like it's not about data, not that you're saying that, but like it's not simply so we can get like, oh, okay, now I understand the mission. It helps to know that, but the, the point of hearing the gospel proclaimed, right, is I'm moved, hopefully to the point where I'm I'm willing to say, oh, this is what you've done for me? Yeah. You can have my life as a response. And so now when we talk about going on mission, it's not a question of something like, we need people to tithe more. Yeah. It's like, no, no, no. God doesn't want you to tithe more. God wants your life. It's the heart's natural response. Yeah, so. to love, right? Love's looking for love and response. But if you don't, if you haven't had the encounter, then it just looks like we're asking you to do more as, quote unquote, the church. But we're not asking you to do more. God is asking you to, like, surrender to what he's already done, right? Wow, yeah. So let's shift, if we can. because So two things here. One, we want to just want to honor you and the extraordinary work that you did. I mean, the last time we were with you, and, man, it was just awesome to watch you preach because— you may not be Father Tim, but oh, there's a caller I, there. <laughs> I haven't heard you preach in, in, in that context, and you just teed up the days, and it was spectacular. And so, uh, uh, this is in you, and I know your evangelistic heart, and I know your books, and um, I love the way you come at this. So, please, everybody, pray for Tim, pray for Archbishop Aquila, pray for what's going on here, that the Lord will just continue to move mightily. But in the back of my mind, Mary, I'm kind of thinking, like, you know, now what? So what? What, what does Denver have to do with? you know, Kalamazoo or Evansville or Lansing? How can we apply this to our lives and maybe an application to, you know, our brothers as they start thinking about at or Lent? Lent's coming. Maybe there's a way to take some of what, what Denver's done here over Advent and maybe some of the brothers, some of our priest friends are listening and going, hmm, maybe that's worth thinking about doing during Lent. And they just need a little encouragement to like set aside the weeks of Lent to just preach the kerygma, preach the gospel as a perfect tea into Easter, hearing the fruit here, maybe this will be an encouragement, but we just got a letter from a guy, Bob, a brother was, in Evansville, I was right? just going to ask you if you would share that story with everybody, because uh, you got a letter last week from a priest in Evansville who actually did exactly what was happening here um, over the Christmas, over those four or five Sundays. Would you share that story with Tim so he Yeah, this was, this was uh, you know, I, we, we just love getting letters like this, you know, hearing what the, what the Lord's doing. 
Um, so we were supposed to be in Evansville in, I think it was October maybe, and then I got sick and so we weren't able to go. And so, you know, we're trying to patchwork something for the brothers down there for their uh, presbyteral retreat. We ended up just sending them links to some of the videos that we'd done on the Kerygma and whatnot. And better than nothing, it wasn't the rescue project yet. That's coming. That'll be great. Please God. But anyway, we got this letter from a guy and he just, uh, he, he wrote to the team and said, Hey, I just want to reach out and say, uh, we watched the videos or I watched the videos, uh, was very personally inspired. And, uh, I took the challenge. I'm like, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to preach this during Advent. And he, he said, I wasn't sure what kind of feedback we were going to get. Uh, you know, people are used to short homilies. It sounds like you kind of prepped them. He's probably going to go a little longer, probably 20 minutes, maybe even a little bit longer than that. And, uh, he says he was met with maybe some resistance at first. He says he ended up having to put chairs up in the church because of the overflow crowds wow. who were coming in for this. Wow. And then when he got done, the response from the people in the parish was, what series are you going to do next? Like, where are, you, where are you going next? Because suddenly now their hearts are cracked open. Yeah. They've heard the gospel. They've heard you know? the gospel. Their, their hunger has been sated. They've heard the word of God. Um, and it was it's much like your experience that you were just sharing. Like, you know, you're just kind of humbled to watch what God can do. And I would imagine he had the same the same experience. Like I didn't, it's kind of like putting the Eucharist out, you know, during adoration, just just put me out, the Lord says, and watch me work. Preach the gospel yeah. and watch what I can do. That's right. So we, we, we share that right now just because if there's any of our brother priests, you know, who are just kind of, they're thinking about this, you know, like, so we, we threw down the gauntlet to some some brothers about joining Exodus 90 and we got feedback from one guy. He's like, oh, sorry, believe, Father Patrick. can't believe you called me out on that, but he's joining us, right? So oh, good. We, we, didn't, I don't know, we didn't shame him into it. I hope we didn't didn't feel like we shamed into a brother but uh, we're, we're, that's right a little positive peer pressure but sometimes it's just you know we're sitting there trying to discern should i do this should i do this should i do this i don't know what's going to happen do i have what it takes it's not about having what it takes mm. it's just about trusting that the spirit's going to lead this and he's going to bless it right the gospel is power and so sometimes it's helpful to hear it worked in denver it worked with this guy's parish in Evansville. We saw it work in the parish where we were blessed to serve. We've seen it work all over the country. Like this works because God wants this more than we want it. God wants his people back. God wants to overwhelm our hearts. God wants us to get engaged and to surrender and then to be attentive to him so that we can go, Lord, what do you want me to do so that I can be a means by which other people can get rescued, right? And so with Lent coming, even if it's just one of our brothers who's hearing this going, okay, fine, I'm going to take the challenge. Take the Father Tyler challenge. That's the guy's name in Evansville. So take his word for it, not our word for it, um, that the people in the pews, like the everyday person in the pews, let alone the people outside who are falling away or the nuns, they're hungry for this. They're hungry to hear, why is there something rather than nothing? Why is it messed up? What's God done about it? And if he's done anything, how should I respond and live my life? Because the life that we're living right now doesn't offer any ultimate meaning. And against the backdrop of the culture too, Father, I also think people are um, even more hungry, more desirous of hope and meaning and purpose and all of that. And the only one that can give that to us is, is, is God. Amen. Amen. 
Yeah, and it's the true story, right? Like I love that yeah. image you use of that 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 real, you know, showing the real. Uh, are we listening to the right story, watching the right movie? And and it's the human heart is uniquely wired for this message. I think that's the confidence. It's like this is our story. This is like who we are. And so I think sometimes you're right. There can be that maybe lack of. I mean, in my own way, when I you know try to preach the gospel, you're like, am I going to do a good enough job? Where yeah. people are going to like, you know, and I, that's just not. It's just, with this message in particular, it's just not the right question. That's right. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about God. And again, we may be eager to see the renewal of the church. We're nowhere near as eager as God is to see the renewal and the transformation of the church so that the people who are not in our pews can get there and they can receive what he most wants to give them, which is himself in the Eucharist, right? So because all of this is true, do not be afraid. God is with you. You were born for this.